because, because I'm a hot I'm girl. A hot, I'm girl. I do hot shit. Because I'm a hot Welcome to the Hot Girl Agenda, the podcast that asks the hard questions like, what do that mouth do? <laughs> uh, what's up, everybody? Uh, this is your uh, most spectacle co-host, Yessi, and I'm here with the lovely and uh, talented Rara. Rara, what's up? What's up? You know, nothing happening interesting, really, in the world. Just- Nothing the cool. most boring, <laughs> the most boring days, <laughs> you know, the most boring two days of my life. Nothing really emotionally like <laughs> whiplashy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't have any hot girl shit this week. I don't oh. know about you, but my God. Me neither. I'm in hot girl hibernation. Like yes. I am not. Yes. It's not popping right now. The shop is closed. Um, no. Back in the spring. No, I'm like, yeah, I'm just like, okay, you know how a hoe never gets cold and, <laughs> and uh, you know, they came out with that study that was like, a hoe never gets cold. Um, right, right. Turns out a hoe do be getting cold. I've been so <laughs> cold lately. It is dropping into the mid 40s in Los Angeles. Um, I know that's cold for for Southern California. That's really fucking cold. That is really cold. Yeah. And I'm just like, uh, I just need to wear a sweater. Like I, I pulled out my my fucking old ass long johns that I use when I visit New York. Like as like time nice. to put them on. Um, <laughs> it's cold here. I, it, it's too cold to be a hot girl. I'm a cold femme. What about you? I am also very cold. I just have like tropical lizard blood and I just like never I just never rock with winter on a mm. sustained basis. I like it like every once in a while it's like, oh, this is pretty. This is fun. Yeah. But most of the time it's like cold and uncomfortable and I never have the right clothes for mm-hmm. the season like Me fucking either. ever. I never seem to have anything warm enough or I'll have like two outfits that I can wear and then I'm like, fuck, I got to get more. And then somehow the next winter, I still only have two outfits for winter. I don't get it. I don't What's, know I how that I got a question works. for you, though. What's the thing in your closet that you that seems to like multiply? Like when you're like, so for me, it's like T-shirts, especially from organizing. Like I end up with so many fucking T-shirts. And yes. I'm just like, why do I have 600 T-shirts, but like no sweaters or pants? I'm, I'm just going to fashion an outfit out of 14 T-shirts. <laughs> What's your thing? My thing is also t-shirts and I and it's like it's a mixture because it's bad for me. It's like organizing Mm t-shirts that I usually get for free. Yeah. And then uh, and then band t-shirts, which I pay stupid amounts of money for. And I never get rid of them. So I've had like band t-shirts for like over 10 years. Oh, me too. I have, yeah, I have some t-shirts that are over 10 years old and I will not get rid of them until they're like absolutely falling apart. Um, so what that, what happens is I have all these t-shirts in winter and I have like three long sleeve shirts <laughs> or something like that. And I'm like, yeah. why, why is this happening? And then I have skinny jeans, which are not warm. So it's they're like, not warm. I just got, I did make my first adult like winter purchase though. Oh, um, good for you since the last time I bought a coat like seven years ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, I bought uh, some Carhartt overalls with the nice. quilting inside the Sherpa quilting. 
Um, so I'm very excited about that. That's a fashion update for you. <laughs> love it. We love um, we love handy femme chic workwear. Yes, we workwear femme. Yeah, I I mean you can throw a turtleneck on underneath and it looks really cute, which is the basis of appeal for me. So yeah, I'm literally right now wearing <laughs> overalls with a cropped sweater, like sweatshirt under it, and it's a fucking cute oh. look. It is it a really is a cute, cute look. look. I didn't do my makeup. I didn't comb my hair, but like the fit is popping. So you know, baby steps for the winter. You know, it's like two out of three ain't bad, right? Yeah, I feel I that. Think three out three out of three is like hot girl shit, but like. Two out of three ain't bad either. <laughs> mm. Amen. Good Lord. We have a topic today. We have topics today. Topics. <laughs> we needed to do a more lighthearted episode. And I think like nothing is more lighthearted than making fun of Republicans. Um, oh, but God. also talking about <laughs> throat goat Nancy. Throat goat, <laughs> throat Nancy. goat Nancy Reagan. <laughs> I didn't understand the root of this discourse oh, until you like sent this to me. And I was like, that's what this was about. Mm -hmm. I, so I did for, not investigate this further. Totally. So for those of you who aren't terminally online, like us poor souls. Um, R.I.P. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what happened was Nancy, I mean, uh, excuse me, Abby Shapiro of Classically Abby, sister of Ben Shapiro, noted fashy fuckface um <laughs> she posted two photos one um in a tweet one uh of madonna looking fucking snatched mm -hmm, mm -hmm. absolutely banging on a bed like titties out just fucking looking chiseled with um, her louboutins hello like with the louboutins so hey the, the red bottom shoes just looking absolutely perfect and then uh, a photo of Nancy Reagan looking old as fuck with her family in the like 90s or something. And the caption was, this is Madonna at 63. This is Nancy Reagan at 64. Trashy living versus classic living. Which version of yourself do you want to be? And it's like, first of all, before we get e even into the third picture, <laughs> That's like, so good. I always want to look like Madonna with the Louboutins <laughs> and the big titties. Like, what are you talking about? She also had children and she still looks fire. Like, oh my God. The, the woman has, child has had children out of her loins, right? Am I correct yeah. in that? Yeah. yeah. She's had yeah. children out of her own yeah. loins. They're just not with her in that picture. Like, yeah. That's what's yeah, so it's funny fine. about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, what do like, you mean? <laughs> I want to look, I want to look banging forever. And I, you know, like there's different yeah. ways to look banging, but goddamn, like titties out, hair fucking perfectly, 90s flat irons. Like, yeah, the face that um, money could buy, you know, just <laughs> like looking um, amazing yeah yeah exactly and it's like in what world abby do you think like young women look at this and are like oh, i can't like I, old bitch <laughs> i freaking love nancy reagan like what's funny is like she could have pointed to somebody like audrey hepburn or I something know. like who is very like is like the pinnacle of like classiness for white women i think um and who was stunning still like when yeah. when she got older and it's like Nancy Reagan, like she was not like anyone's like, wow, can't be can't wait to be just like Nancy. No one yeah. said that. No one said uh. that. But maybe, you know, now I feel differently uh, because in the in the replies for that tweet, Zach Hetzel uh, added a uh, reply that had a screenshot that said Nancy was known 
for uh for her throat game for giving bomb head and it was like part of her identity as a as a uh as a young person um well what did it say uh, she was known as just say <laughs> yes nancy which is that doesn't even make sense that's a terrible nickname how shame on them for not giving her a better nickname i know but like we gave her a better nickname yeah that's what i was gonna say it's like the <laughs> left gave her, bestowed upon nancy reagan the the title of throat goat and fucking ran with it it was incredible everybody went wild there were some really great <laughs> tweets one of my favorites was from the uh the journalist hannah who goes by written by hannah on twitter and they said uh do you think nancy reagan swallowed or let it trickle down <laughs> Uh, look i mostly just don't want to imagine someone evil having sex like at least not someone like not hot and evil like yeah evil and not remotely hot but yeah so let's (laughs) let's like just go into it because it's like so my thing is like you know we're not here to like to like finger wag and be like you know like nancy reagan like defenders or whatever like that's not it we're not here to like do the rad lib thing of calling it problematic and just like letting it ride you know Um, yeah yeah what we're more interested in i think is like we want to explore it because it's kind it is complicated right like it is Mm -hmm. fucking complicated um what do you think rara Yeah, I mean, I guess my first impressions of all this was like, you know, I just knew it was going to be like, yeah, I got it. Throw a goat, Nancy. That is fucking hysterical. And Mm -hmm. I think um, I'm going to go ahead. Like, I wasn't thinking it was very problematic, honestly, because it is kind of a rad lib thing to be like, oh, this is like, you know, sexist or whatever. Totally. But it's like, but she is like a massive hypocrite, right? Like, oh, I, it's sure. funny. I think it's funnier when Republicans do it because they're just so, and like conservatives, because they're just so like, they project their bullshit onto everybody else, onto the whole world. And secretly they love this shit. They're sick sex freaks just like us. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and it's just like funny seeing like, you know, them called out on their bullshit. I kind of take it from that kind of perspective more. I think that's what people are more latching on to. Totally. But I also I also didn't make maybe I was blessed by the algorithm that I didn't see any like super shitty takes about her. Like it's really I think coming from the leftist perspective, it's literally about the hypocrisy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of like where I found it. But I can see why it would make people uncomfortable to like really, you know, like dig into it as if like conservative women don't also have sex, you know? Yeah, I think like one someone flagged for me, they were like, you know, like, can we say that definitively that Nancy Reagan, you know, wasn't just part of like casting couch culture, right? Like, right. you know, like, and we can't. We really can't. We can't say mm-hmm. whether or not this was consensual or whether or not it was incentivized or whether or not it was coerced, right? Like, it is something interesting to think about, but I do think we could kind of, like, look at some of the responses and kind of complicate them a little bit because, like most things in life, nothing is all good and nothing is all bad, right? Right, yeah. I don't know. Like, for me, like, it was hella funny, but at the same time, I was kind of like, there is a level of of hip hypocrisy like you said like that's being that's being kind of worked out here like the the Mm -hmm. the announcement of that but then there's also like kind of like 
if we're still like using the sex to to like the sexual act or like the promiscuity to like kind of mock or be derisive, um, I think there is a level of of you know. I think overall people have a problem with women enjoying sex. Like it's a culturally entrenched thing. And I think that, mm. um, you know, it, it's not, it's not an extrapolation to be like, there's a little bit of that going on here. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's not outside. I mean, like it's a perfectly, I think it's just interesting how we kind of had different reactions to it. And mm-hmm. it might've just been because I was just kind of over it when I, yeah, like I was kind of like, I was kind of just in like a shit posty mood when I like read all this shit. Um, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's kind of funny. Um, and, and, and I kind of just fucking... in like a not caring. Yeah. Totally. I agree. And 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 again, like that's my fucking thing, too, is like, am I going to like sit there and finger wag about it? Like, no, I'm just yeah, like, yeah. you know, like I, it, it's like kind of like akin to listening to hip hop music. Like there's a lot of misogyny and like a lot of fucked up shit. But like I'm not going to not listen to music I like over it. Like. It's just, right, yeah. I'm just going to, like, live in the contradiction and be fine with that, you know? Um, and that's yeah, kind of how totally. I feel like here. One thing I did want to highlight, though, that I thought was, like, actually pretty cool was Zach then posted a follow-up, a follow-up tweet that was really explicit. And he goes, for the record, there's nothing wrong with Nancy Reagan being promiscuous in her youth, just like there's nothing wrong with Madonna being provocative in her 60s. If you really want to find ways in which these two women are different, look at how they responded to AIDS, like to the AIDS epidemic. Um, Yeah. And I think like, yeah, like, fuck. Yeah, Yeah, that's a great. I like that. Not only was he like, there's nothing wrong with being promiscuous when you're young. It's like, yeah, there's also like nothing wrong with being promiscuous in your 60s, because mm -hmm. I think there is also on the other end of this spectrum that there's this kind of assumption that like older women can't be sexy or older women can't have like uh sexual agency except as like a joke mm-hmm. you know like the whole oh like oh you're a milf like oh you're oh a hot cougar it's like right. you can't it's like corn uh, porn categories for sexuality rather than like a natural progression of your life is being a sexual person like and what that means through your 20s 30s 40s 50s and beyond so mm-hmm. I, I, fa- I i thought that was like a cool little shout out um i'm sure there's people in those replies calling him soy boy or something uh i haven't looked Which, yeah i haven't looked either i don't um, i don't care enough to do so yeah, um, but I, I think, like, the point that he makes as well, though, is, like, does it really matter so much how these women live their lives, like, in, in regards to their sexuality, like, when we really should be focusing on who they were as people, like, mm-hmm. how who were they to the to society at, at large? And I'd say that Madonna was a net good for society and Nancy Reagan net bad, honestly, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, I want to read I want to read a series of tweets from uh, from Sangita, who's a DSALA member, but also a really rad, funny person online. And they say, I refuse to believe that Nancy Reagan was good at giving head, even if she did it a ton. I don't care. I don't know how to explain it. But like, you know how weed is way more potent in these days in the 80s and 70s and before. I think her and everyone else's head game was the equivalent of mid stems and sticks at best. People only think Nancy Reagan's throat goat because she killed an entire generation of throat goats. And like, (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, it was a throat goat massacre. It was. It was. Oh and my I mean, God. like, that's like a totally like that's probably the only like funny joke about the AIDS uh, epidemic that I've ever found. But it's like it's true. Like she like decimated and then some a community of people. And it's yeah. just like it's just like, fuck, like, you know, um, Fuck her big time. Yeah, throat that seriously sucks. Yeah, exactly. But I will be thinking about the term throat goat Nancy for a long time. Mm. <laughs> like, mm. I think when I'm old and I'm just like in my rocking chair, it's just going to like, there's, it's like going to be on the wind. Just like throat goat Nancy. Remember throat that Nancy. week? <laughs> I hope that, um, I hope that every time someone says throat goat, it just gets a little bit hotter in Nancy's hell. That's, that's really what I hope. And I hope that it's normalized. I hope that once, you know, at some point it's it's like a it's like a title. It's like it's something that we actually have to like have a rewards show for, you know? I mean there yeah. are rewards shows for it, but more socially accepted ones. <laughs> Instead of running for politi- like political office, I'm gonna run for throat goat. <laughs> I'm gonna train really hard and I think I can make it. <laughs> you gotta get all the right tools for it. You gotta get um <laughs> Like that doctor's thing where that they that they put into vaginas, but instead oh, of speculum? like that, yeah, but for like your throat, <laughs> so you can like cr- crank it like slowly. Oh man, wait, this is a total digression, <laughs> and you could totally cut this. But remember the grapefruit fruit blowjob lady? No, what? What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah, so there was this lady who was like, I'll send you the video because it's really weird. There's this lady who was like, yo, I've got the secret to giving the best blowjobs. You uh, you take a slice of grapefruit, like a thick slice of grapefruit, and you <laughs> poke a little hole, and then you stick the dick through it. And then while you're giving the blowjob, you kind of like use the grapefruit like it's on a juicer. I know. What? <laughs> like, this sounds <laughs> awful, first of all. Like, imagine having citrus on your dick. Oh, Um, no. (laughs) Yeah, probably not great. And then the best part, though, is like the sound. She's she's like corking up a hairball (laughs) when she's sucking the dick. It's amazing. Um, Oh, my God. That's incredible. So I'm not cutting any of this. (laughs) (laughs) It's all going in there. (laughs) Incidentally, that's what she said right before she did that. (laughs) I am. Got him. (laughs) That was a that was a slam dunk. Thank you. Thank you so much. I needed that today. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's it's, uh, (laughs) a y'all don't shame people for for don't shame people for giving blowjobs. Shame them for how they would deal with the AIDS crisis. (laughs) Indeed. Indeed. And in fact, anytime you have a disagreement with somebody, be like, I need to know right now in order to resolve this, how would you have dealt with the AIDS crisis? in the 80s right. answer now answer me <laughs> don't and if they don't answer, satis- answer and if they don't answer satisfactorily you. you can be like man you may give some seriously good blowjobs but you are an awful person and then you can like <laughs> say that definitively i don't know what the fuck we're talking about anymore <laughs> oh, shit. oh god uh how do we transition to this way more serious topic yeah fuck oh um, my goodness 
So this would be a good time. This would be a good time to plug our Patreon. Oh my God, you're absolutely right. We are recording so much more content for you. Um, we've got a bunch of content up. There are some blogs. Rara's like a content making machine, putting so many things up there. We have we have two levels. We have a $5 level for all of our supporters and a special yep. $3 level for all of our lurking ass haters who want to see what we're up to. <laughs> You this is what we call the entryest level. Yeah, the, the entryest level of Hot Girl Agenda. Subscribe to our Patreon. Help us continue making this show that we love and you love. Yes. Um, Patreon.com slash Hot Girl Agenda. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, and yeah, people are like, what's the difference between the $3 level and the $5 level? And it's like, there's not really any difference. Like we made that level, the $3 level to be nice. Because we're like, people are broke. Like, yeah. let's give them access to the show anyway. But now it's also the hater level. So if you are feeling uncomfortable being on the same level as the haters, you can b go ahead and bump yourself up to the, the $5 level. We will not complain about that. <laughs> yeah. If you love us, you'll give us two exactly. extra bucks. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but seriously, <laughs> exactly. haters to the left, pay up if you want this content. Exactly. All right, what's next on deck? Next on deck, we're going to talk about someone we mentioned a couple episodes ago, I believe, uh, Claudette Colvin, mm. um, civil rights, one of the unsung heroes of the civil rights movement who is kind of now getting her due. There was like a CBS interview she just did. I think it was just this morning, actually. Um, mm -hmm. And she talked about like her life and legacy or lack thereof. And um, if you remember who Claudette Colvin is, I mentioned her very briefly in a previous episode. She is the woman who sat in front of the bus before Rosa Parks. It was actually nine months before Rosa Parks did it. And she got like, you know, no coverage for it because she was 15 years old and pregnant at the time. And uh, she got arrested on charges of, uh, I think it was like one count of assaulting a police officer, a felony count. And then um, two counts of violating Montgomery segregation ordinance. So she like got booked and everything. And she had this really great interview with CBS because she's finally after 66 years getting her record expunged of those oh charges. So yay. It's yay, but it's also like what the fuck took so long. I like, know. I know. That is that is that's egregious um yeah but it's also amazing because she's still alive i mean i think mm -hmm. she's like 86 years old now so she she and her attorney that represented her are still alive like wow so it's the same attorney <laughs> it's all the nothing. way through yeah he like represented her for like all Whoa. these years uh, really incredible. great guy i think his name was um i think his name's fred gray and he was in this uh represented by he was played by um cuba gooding jr in the selma movie Mm, so mm -hmm. yeah so um you should probably i want to do probably like another thing about him he's probably a really interesting person to talk about but yeah um claudette colvin uh yeah so she was 15 years old and pregnant and she says like in her i think she was there was a book she wrote or um, a memoir that came out about her but she was like yeah you know i was 15 and pregnant and the civil rights leaders of the time didn't want a young rabble rouser uh, to be the face of the movement oh, and God. so that the so what they did was they found you know rosa parks who was mm -hmm. a secretary of the uh, naacp you know she was lighter skinned she was like older more dignified and that's who they kind of went with to be the face of that uh particular action so it really like very strongly reminded me of just how like fucked up respectability politics are 
Right. And like focusing solely on optics. Exactly. Yeah. Because it was it, it was awful not only what happened to her, but it was mm-hmm. also awful that she got left behind in a sense when she was fighting the same battle mm-hmm. um, for rights and she was part of that struggle. And she kind of like legally got left in a really horrible bind. I mean, I couldn't imagine having that on your like a felony count of assaulting an officer on your record. Like that really is a truly awful thing to have. And um, I'm just glad that she's getting the kind of coverage she deserves finally. It was really sweet. Did you watch the clip that I sent you, the interview? Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it just, it's a little, it's amazing, but it's also a little bit heartbreaking, you know, because it. Yeah, it is. I, I, I also feel like, you know, it's, it's a learning moment for, you know, communist and leftist organizers. Um, we cannot make a viable movement if the movement doesn't include everybody. And it's yes. not about optics. It's not about who's the perfect uh, figurehead. It's about making sure that we're we're standing with the most um, impacted people and making mm-hmm. sure that we're reflecting a movement that reflects people, which is, you know, sometimes imperfect. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I just I felt for this woman so much because it's like, this is something we have to think about, too, is like, we can't, when we achieve victories, you know, we can't leave people behind, you know, just because they weren't there at the right moment, you know, like, and I think that that's kind of what happened to Claudette, because to have these charges for like 66 years, that's a long ass time. And mm-hmm. I mean, she's like a great grandmother now, like, and it's like, I can't imagine what that must have been like for a 15 year old girl. I mean, to to have that happen to you, to be like, you know, just convicted, like it was it was really pretty fucked up. But yeah, so it's so important to remember, like when we make these gains, we have to take everybody with us. It's kind of like how, you know, when we're dealing with like marijuana legalization and we're dealing with all these people still in prison for, you know, nonviolent marijuana crimes. It's like that's kind of the parallel that I was drawing like these days is like we can celebrate these victories of like, oh, now we can get like, you know, legal weed. Um, and nobody else has to like go to jail over this necessarily, mm-hmm. but it's like th- there's still people being punished for it. So it's like we have to remember them, right? And we have to make sure we're rectifying that and making people whole. It's not just progress isn't linear. It's like mm. it's uh, like radial. It 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 has to reference what has happened, not just what what we're doing in the future. Right. Oh, that's a good way to s- of saying that. Is that from anything? No, I just made it up. <laughs> oh my god we're so smart well, on this podcast <laughs> i'm gonna put that up somewhere was it progress is radial yeah progress mm-hmm. isn't linear it's radial like it it's like you know like it, it goes all it had it has to go all around not just forward you know okay yes we, we yes. will definitely get that on a pillow we're going to get that uh, on the pillow. We're going to come out with this hot – someday we're going to come out with this, like, hot girl agenda merch line. It's a crop oh, yeah. top that says shoplifting. Uh, this, is my, this is my shoplifting shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and a pillow that says progress is, is not linear. It's radial. And it's a circle pillow. And it's a circle pillow. <laughs> we love it. It's it's on trend. It's on trend. Yes. <laughs> So speaking of, uh, you know, being like literary geniuses and stuff, mm-hmm. we got to like we got to like shout out to two legends that um, that are no longer with us on this mortal coil anymore. Mm. 
RIP, rest in power to uh, Bell Hooks and, and Anne Rice, um, which which very different people, obviously. Oh, yeah. Very, very, very different people, but impactful for a lot of people, I feel like. And I feel like these circles kind of intersect in our, they do. in our strange world anyway. They really do. Um, first, let's talk about Anne Rice because, um, you know, she passed first um, this yeah. week. Anne Rice, the um, creator of probably a, a micro generation of alti goth babes. Oh, absolutely. Me included. Yes. So I didn't, I, I, my first introduction to Anne Rice was through Interview with a Vampire, the movie. Um, and then I went and found her books after that. Like, so that is how I found her through, through the movie. And I was just like blown away by the, um, once I got to her books, by the like depth of the writing, but also like, just this world that she created of like hot tormented vampires yes oh my god yes yeah i was a very much in Anne rice vampire goth when i was younger um in fact like i was so inspired like i wanted to be a vampire like i would like lay it because i was not you know like twilight hadn't come out yet so when i was in middle school I was all about the Anne Rice vampires and like mm -hmm. I would like lay I would like lay in bed like praying like please please vampire come get me like please turn me into a vampire turn me into a vampire so I, I want to fly so far, far away <laughs> dear god make me a bat so I can fly <laughs> look oh man um yes but that that, that inspired me um to and oftentimes, um, 80 to 90 degree weather, go to school in like long velvet skirts and lace like blouses. <laughs> so I love um, it. So thank, thank you, Anne Rice, for that. I almost got heat exhaustion several times in middle school because of that, but worth Lighten it, it out honestly. For fashion. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, yeah, yeah exactly. and I think you, you referenced Twilight, and I think that that is what I think of when I think of a vampire is Anne Rice's like version of a vampire. Um, and I think she, yeah. she created the culture that is vampires, not as like Nosferatu, but like these like sexy, like very complicated, non-sparkly beings. Like, right. Yeah. You know, like that with is so many feelings. Lore. They had so many feelings, so many feelings. all the time. <laughs> And that's that's the allure of of the vampires, just like as an archetype, it's just like this deeply feeling, deeply passionate, but also like kind of uncontrollable, mm. you know, uncontrollable being. And I think that speaks to a lot of us, especially like in a culture that's so repressed. Um, yeah. You know, like it, it's kind yeah, of fun definitely. to like, play with like, that dark side. Yeah. Also, it was like basically porn at some points in the. You oh know. fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like for someone like me who was like kind of too scared to look up porn until I was like a t like a teenager teenager it was like I would reread those passages and be like oh my god I'm reading something <gasps> bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> totally <laughs> totally <laughs> yeah <laughs> just gooning <laughs> fuck oh my god <laughs> If for some reason you're under the age of 18 listening to this, do not stop listening to this. First of all, this is gross. If you're over the age, if the if you're over the age of 18, which you probably are, and you don't know what gooning is, <laughs> just go to any of your favorite porn websites 
and look up gooning. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Folks, we told you we were going to have an uh, an uplifting or lighthearted episode today. Yeah, hey. yeah. R.I.P. Anne Rice. <laughs> Gooning in heaven. Gooning in heaven. Wait, I think that's the episode title, Gooning in heaven. <laughs> Gooning in heaven. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Would you know my name? <laughs> If I was gooning in heaven. Oh, my God. I'm crying. <laughs> oh, Lusa. Oh, my oh. God. Oh, okay. my God. <laughs> oh. Now to do the spiritual opposite of that. <laughs> with bell oh. hooks. Oh. Uh. Another plug for our patron. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, I think Bell Hooks would laugh that we are laughing right now. I think she'd I want agree. us to be happy. I think mm. she wants us to be joyful in our life. And I don't know. I'm feeling real sad about this one, you know. Yeah. Um, so sad. one of the one of the first things I ever read uh by Bell Hooks was um in reference and I can't remember the name of the title, but it was a it was an an essay Hooks wrote about postmodernity and blackness, right? And it was the essay, so it was written in the like early 90s when postmodernity was like all the shit. And it was basically saying, like, how do we allow for for postmodernity, which if 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 folks don't know, or excuse me, postmodernism, if folks don't know, uh, postmodernism is basically like I'm gonna dumb it like all the way down real quick, quick and dirty. It's this idea that subjectivity is what dictates like importance so like everything is contextually important this almost the same importance and like nothing there's nothing empirical or definitive about something right and so what bell hooks was saying was like look like that's all well and fucking good if you're like a white person but like mm. if you're a person of color who's like experience especially a black person who's experiencing um systemic and material uh prejudice and oppression how do we reconcile those two? Like postmodernism a lot, and this is an example she uses in the essay. Postmodernism allows for Bo Derek to wear cornrows and look hot, but doesn't allow for that same hairstyle to be acceptable for black women, even though it's yeah. a black woman's hairstyle, right? Um, so it was really I'll try to find the article and and then maybe we can link it in show notes um if I'm able to find it. Um, but it was it, it just like blew me away because the way that she wrote was so incisive but like in this very like non-shitty way like you could yeah. feel like you're being given a gift here as opposed to like being told off even though you're kind of being yeah. told off yeah I think it's like I think with any kind of philosophy or any kind of like you know theory you run the risk of sounding either too academic or too preachy Mm -hmm. um, and you run the risk of sounding like a self-help book or something. Oh, totally. And I think it's really hard for contemporary like philosopher philosophers and theorists to really, um, you know, find something that's not hokey, but is also like can be communicated well mm -hmm. um, to, to the audience you're seeking. And I feel like Bell Hooks really just like really just grabs your whole person and like and like faces you in a direction and it's like it, it's not um it's not unnerving it is like, very nourishing like her words right. are very nourishing that's mm -hmm. the, like, the only way i can really describe it no it's totally true 
Yeah, and I don't remember, I don't know where this quote came from, but I was like kind of like, you know, following people's uh, posts about about her and her life. And, and uh, someone posted this quote, contrary to what we may have been taught to think, unnecessary and unchosen, unchosen suffering wounds us, but need not scar us for life. It does mark us. What we allow the mark of our suffering to become is in our own hands. Mm. And I really love that. I want to like that. I do want on a pillow like yeah. or like just I just feel like that's such a like powerful, you know, statement. Mm-hmm. What we allow the mark of our suffering to become is in our own hands, you know. So I just love that because it's we are all going to suffer in some way. Mm-hmm. It's suffering is inevitable, right? right. According to Buddha. <laughs> so but what 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 the mark of that suffering looks like, you know, what what we you know, project onto the world after that suffering is up to us. So I think that's very beautiful. I do too. Can I read a a bell hooks quote that I really like for Sharon? Um, So one that I, one that I saw yesterday that I really liked um, here, I'll just read it for me. Forgiveness and compassion are always linked. How do we hold people accountable for wrongdoing yet at the same time remain in touch with their humanity enough to believe in their capacity to be transformed? And I think, you know, I, I, I read that and I was just like, fuck, like, yeah. I think so often we don't, uh, we, we treat people as though they're disposable and we don't mm-hmm. allow, um, you know, people in our communities the space to rectify or attempt to atone when we're yeah. um, holding them accountable. And so I I like that even before like uh, like transformative justice or restorative justice was like a big thing in the left, like this person, this amazing person was writing about basically that, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, very good shit. So you will rest be- Rest in power. Yeah, rest in power. You will be absolutely missed. Um, and your words will inspire future generations to come for sure. Hell yeah. She was so cute. yeah so that's been our episode today it's a little bit of a short one um Mm -hmm. but you know what short and sweet and uh we're also after this like you know hint hint uh not really hint i'm literally just saying it um we're gonna (laughs) be recording our bonus episode all about uh bridgerton season one episode three we're continuing the bridgerton journey because we needed something kind of lighthearted and kind of silly and fun because it's winter and the hot girl shit it's just not happening right now so we gotta like create our own hot girl shit you know create our own hot girl conditions in our minds (laughs) right in our mind palaces in our mind malibu barbie (laughs) beach houses exactly Um, yeah and i think also you know it's almost the end of the year like thank you for Thank you for sticking with us. And yeah, this episode is like a teeny bit shorter, but also like we're still pumping out content all the way to the end, baby. Oh my God. Yes, we are doing it. And it's really funny because like people will probably be listening to this, like getting away from their families and stuff during the holidays, which is like really funny to me. But it's like, yes, we're all in this together. Like everyone's, we're almost through it, y'all. We're almost in the next year. Let's just get through this shit together. Let's just like fucking uplift each other and try to like not lose our collective fucking minds uh-huh agreed <laughs> and uh agreed. yeah so subscribe to the fucking podcast already subscribe to the patreon yeah. patreon.com slash hot girl agenda and we will see you next week bye bye